and five, four, three, two. I'm just building. I'm just building the suspense. <laughs> right, let's go live. Okay, so this is our first podcast. Yes. So podcast trial number one. And with me is Morgan M. James. Hello, guys. <laughs> uh, so this is a new thing for us, which I'm quite excited about. So the reason why this has come about is podcasting is gaining more and more popularity. Um, and audio seems to be a big thing. I get a lot of people who ask me about content for when they're either at the gym or potentially in a car traveling where they can't watch watch video. Um I love the idea of doing a podcast and I kind of put it off for ages. Um, So let's talk a little bit about you first. Okay. So we've been working together now for a few months, months, isn't it? Yeah. Um, And your background is YouTube mostly. Yeah, Yeah, mostly. Even though obviously you're on all the social media platforms, but you're on YouTube as an artist. So what sort of, what sort of style is your music? Yeah, so it it kind of started out um, kind of acoustic singer-songwriter. Um, but then it kind of, I got a band, um, and then it kind of went a bit more acoustic pop, kind of um, so a little bit, a little bit rocky in our live shows. Um, but yeah, just sort of got a bit heavier and got a bit more up, upbeat. What I love about it with, with your stuff is when I first heard about you, um, it was for a job interview. So and we put out um, a job interview for content creator, and you couldn't do the full time job because you're at, you're at college, yeah, and. But I was just getting CV after CV after CV from people that were like, this looks really fun. I really want to do this job. And I was just like, but you can't do the job. Like yeah. so many people that were coming through and I was like, but you have to have some background in doing this. You can't just go, I want to do it because it looks fun. And I was having one of those days where I was just like another one, another one, another one. And then your stuff came through and I was like, holy shit, this is like, like your, like your numbers, your engagement, your followers, like the whole thing was just like, so head and shoulders about yeah. everybody and I was like I said to Katie like get him in like now I was like and she was like what for an interview and I was like we don't we don't need to do that just get him in because <laughs> uh, what I find what I find fascinating is because I come from a generation where pre-internet as such so especially pre-social media and so for me going into this building businesses and then being able to kind of use social media into sort of today's social media for everything well everything about business marketing branding uh, insights demographic everything wasn't there when i was your age yeah. so you're how old are you uh, i'm 19 19 so i started um, i started full-time work i started teaching at acm at 19 left it at 23 to go and set up bim and the way we advertised was just print ads that was it it was just like it was guitarist magazine so coming into all the social media like most of the people watching are having to kind of start to figure out how it all fits together but i love the fact that from you're in generation z or generation z so you are like the first generation of people where the internet is older than you are so it's always been there so the way you think about it i find is very different to anyone who's kind of pre-internet who's had to come into it learning your brain just tunes into it and you spend a lot of time on things like YouTube. You keep up to date with it as, as kind of like almost like YouTube. When I, when I talk to you about it, YouTube is almost, even though it's it's a million channels, it's almost like one sort of one united sort of show. Yeah. And you know, you're always like, have you heard about this guy? Have you heard about this woman? Have you heard about this? I find that fascinating. So, yeah. 
So your YouTube stuff that you do, how did you how did you start with it? So yeah, so um, musically, uh, I started basketball when I was fourteen, and YouTube was always something that I wanted to do. Um, I started watching YouTubers when I was when it kind of first began. Um, so like some of the biggest YouTubers now, I, I was watching them when they were like just starting out, and I was friends with some of them, uh, or like mutual friends with some of them. Um, and yeah, I just started watching it. And, like I love what they did. Um, and also when I was younger I was really into like acting and stuff like that um, so yeah it was just yeah I was like it was really cool to do and I was like I'll make a YouTube channel for my music uh, and then I just kept putting it off and off um, and then I was in Alfie Day's video uh, filmed busking and um, he shouted my name out my Twitter um, and I had like all these Twitter followers being like oh like, make a YouTube channel and how, uh, what, how big was his following at that? his following I think he had like 300,000 subscribers. Okay, so yeah. it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't like the, the 5 million... Yeah, no, no, no. He, he still... That, that was, I was on his um, second channel, though, so not his first channel, his main channel. Um, but yeah, so that literally kind of got the ball ro rolling a little bit. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I made a YouTube channel. Uh, that was my starting step. I think I got 100 subscribers in the first like day of like putting out the link out. Um, then, yeah, I uploaded my first video, which was a cover of The Vamps, yeah. um, which is really cool. Um, and yeah, just kind of views start rolling, and then um, I think I waited six months until my second video came out, just because right. I, I can't. Like I was like, I've got a YouTube video out there now. I was like, I don't know. I really wanted to make another one, but it's kind of the pressure of trying to make it as good as the first one. And how did the first one go down? Yeah, really well. So I got. Um, I wanted to. One of the things as well when I was at school, um, I decided that I really wanted to start YouTube, but I didn't want to just do it like on my phone because. Back then, my phone was like an iPod Touch, so like the camera wasn't good at all. Not yeah. like, not what it is to um, today. But um, yeah, so I was like, I want to wait till I've got lights and like a proper camera. I was really obsessed with like the blurry background that like most YouTubers had, yeah. so I really wanted that. Um, and yeah, I was like, I'll wait. But then for my first video, I got my friend Ella to film it for me and edit it. So she came round, like did the track, did all that, got it out, and yeah, like I think it hit a thousand views in the first like two weeks, and I was like. Oh, I've made it. I was like, I loved it. And, and do you think that was as a result of your Twitter or that was a result of of the time of YouTube? Because a lot of people watch, well, listening will be thinking, hang on a minute, I put stuff on YouTube and I get 30 views. Yeah. And you yeah, just go, yeah. oh, I put my first video and it got 1,000. Even for me, I'm like, I'm 450 videos in and I'm like, it, it on YouTube it feels slower. Yeah. So what do you put that down to? Putting your first video out and just literally get 1,000 in the first week? I don't know. I mean, it was a thing of, I did a cover of, the vamp song as soon as it came out so people so, were so you played the game it. i played the game on my first which video. is something you talk about quite a lot yeah. when we are which i think is really interesting because when we first met and started chatting about stuff and you know i was like facebook i get lots of traction i get loads of comments and and you said well the thing with youtube is you're not playing the game yeah. so whilst you are putting that content you're playing your game as opposed to playing youtube's game yeah which i thought was very interesting and then just the last month or so since we've started working on different content still doing the same stuff but then bringing in new formats and bringing in new ideas it's definitely made a massive difference yeah so this idea of playing the game so the thing that you did was you brought out a brand spanking new song so for the searchability yeah yeah 100%, yeah okay um yeah and then obviously people will be searching for the song uh, it was charting quite well as well. Um, so then obviously my video will come up on like the first or second page. And then when people are scrolling, they'll be like, oh, look, boom, cover. Um, but as well, especially like uh, that was like four years ago now. And now a lot more people have kind of clocked on to obviously get a cover up straight away. And loads and loads of people do it now. So it, like it got to a stage where I put up a cover and I'd be like, oh, like, it would literally be like um, four hours after the original come out. 
and I'll get it up, but there will already be like six other versions. Right. So I'll be like, oh, and I'll be like trying to get it onto the first like yeah. results page and it wouldn't go on. And there was just so, it was just so like saturated with different um, yeah. different videos. And so now, fast forward in four years, it's a very similar thing, but the covers thing's kind of died a little a little bit. I mean, it's still going out there, but it's just much harder to break into yeah. with the noise. And there's a lot of people who are listening going, oh, I don't want to do covers. In yeah. fact, yourself, you don't do many covers. I don't, yeah, all my covers have gone. I've, I've taken them all down. Um, and so now, um, lots of people are going, oh, either I don't want to do that or it's much harder to do it, but you can still play the game in other aspects yeah, because absolutely. things are trending on YouTube all the time because you can get um, because you can get your take on certain news or search, searchable stuff. Yeah. Uh, and it's not like you're doing that instead of your content. You're doing that as well as your content. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Or more importantly, I am. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah good. I mean, I'm, my thing is I'm fascinated with consumption i'm fascinated with with when the brain kicks in and goes you need to go on instagram and start looking around instagram via or 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 i'm also i'm convinced that as time goes by and as change as things change some of these massive conglomerates that we use every day will be gone very soon a really weird thing was my kid who's like 14 and I was with him um, last week and we were chatting and he loves business stuff so we were just chatting about music and business and I just said to him you see like the thing is people don't buy music anymore it's very difficult to get people to buy music and we were chatting about it and I said well if you think about it when was the last time you bought music off iTunes and he said iTunes does music? No way. And I was like yeah well, like what what else does it do and he was like oh i just thought it was like i just thought it was an app store yeah <laughs> i was like man oh, yeah so you know the next generation and generation generation after that they're growing up with different things yeah so things are going out so you know average ages for tv viewership is is late 50s for terrestrial tv it's gone way way up yeah. um and younger younger people tend to be ipads and so, you know, I, I'm fascinated with consumption of when people use things and why they use them, what triggers it, so that you can kind of break into that, that their, their sort of atmosphere of what they use, which is why this podcast comes out. Yeah. One thing I wanted to talk about was um, this idea of pillars, which I think is really fascinating. So for the, pe- the reason why people will listen to this podcast is because they can uh, consume it at a different time. So they don't have to be sat at their desk. You know, they could be out in the car or, or they could be at the gym and they could be taking taking in ideas and I'm getting busier and busier I do not have time to wake up in the morning and spend an hour preparing a video so I'm I'm looking for ways that I can make content which is valuable but isn't going to take loads and loads of time so when we were just chatting before we started this a big part of this is we don't prepare anything because as soon as I start going down that route, I know what happens. So yeah. I, when I, I used to have a radio show on Juice, which is the local Brighton station, three hours a night. The preparation time was four hours. And I was trying to run BIM at the time. I was director of BIM. And I was thinking, I'm having to leave at like 12 in the afternoon. And I don't get, I don't get home till 11, 12 at night, which means I'm having to get up earlier to make sure all the stuff I need to do for the business is working. So I want to have content that I can make that does provide value which isn't crazy amounts of preparation. Yeah. So from your point of view of an artist, whilst you're triggering these, the YouTube algorithms, give us some ideas of, of where you see that going, of like of how you can make content, because you don't do the daily blogs anymore. No, yeah, yeah. Which I want you to. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you've got to do the daily vlogs. Um, but your thing is taking a break from that. So how are you gonna how are you gonna carry on the momentum of your YouTube channel, which you've had considerably over the last couple of years? Yeah. How are you gonna keep that going if you're just going back to putting out music videos? Yeah, so I mean, well, I have um, obviously I've got the YouTube channel. I think we're on something like seventeen thousand subscribers on there, and uh, that's my biggest platform. That's like the like shelf of where I. Would you class on. yourself as a YouTuber? No, definitely right. not. No, I I think there was a time where. I kind of wanted to be classed as a YouTuber and I did, um, yeah, I was making like weekly covers and stuff and then I had a second channel where I was putting up like vlogs of like events I'd be going to and stuff like that and gigs. Um, but I got booked for a, um, a pub gig and uh, I arrived at the pub and there was this massive poster and it said like local YouTuber Morgan M. James performing <laughs> and that's when I was kind of like, oh like, and, I don't know. And was it because that made you feel less of a credible artist? Or kind of, yeah. Right. It was, yeah, it was a thing of, because obviously I want to be a musician, number one. I want to be a sing-songwriter, uh, write songs for other people, do all that. Um, but yeah, YouTuber, it was kind of, I don't know, I kind of feel that if you're a musician or you're in a band, yeah. you've kind of got that level of like... You have to have a certain amount of credibility. Yeah. So, Whereas if so look forward it, yeah. then, look forward three years. Do you think that will still be the same? as Maybe. kids who are buying music in three or four years time who are 15 to 18 are now 10 or 11 do you think the credibility will have gone and youtube will be more credible or it will be the same at the moment i don't know i mean i don't know i really don't know <laughs> i think I, I think if you think of all the people that have got all the musicians that are currently mainstream successful that started on youtube yeah. none of them really make youtube videos anymore so like people like Justin Bieber, um, all those people, they I think they're kind of told maybe by management or labels to kind of lessen the YouTube and focus their attention more on other platforms like in, like Instagram's the biggest platform right now. But with that, I agree. I agree with that. But but they all of a sudden, you know, someone like Justin Bieber has so much momentum going forwards that he's he's used it as a platform to build and build and build yeah. as a springboard, and then he's like, right, I don't need that anymore. So you haven't got that yet. No. Yeah. So how do you keep that momentum going, keep it fired up, keep it building without the platform? So you say you, Instagram is, is it, would you say that's your new sort of focus? Kind of, yeah. I've definitely been focusing a lot more on Instagram. And also because I haven't, I think I haven't uploaded for like four months on my YouTube channel. Um, but because we've been getting other stuff ready, getting like new videos ready to put up. Um, yeah, Instagram's kind of, because also Instagram's so instant, so I can actually like, boom, like story, like get it all out there and, and like all your followers can just see it instantly. Whereas YouTube kind of takes more time to get it out and upload it. Um, so yeah, Instagram has been more of a focus for me recently. Huh. Talk to me about two channels. Why would, an, why would a YouTuber have a channel which is going successfully and then start, which you see quite a lot of. Yeah. I see lots of big YouTubers, they go, oh, it's on my second channel. Is that an algorithm thing? Is that a... Is that a separate content thing? Because you can already have different playlists on YouTube. So why would you have PewDiePie 2? Or why would you have, you know, Emma Blackery 2? What's the purpose? I don't know. Or is I know? I, I mean, don't get it. I'm like, if you've got something which is just driving forward, I could understand not wanting to clog up a channel with a certain type of content. If you're putting out music and blogs and a few other bits, and then, you know, for example, we do the breakdowns 
of the show. So we have a full show and then we break it down into four clips. Yeah. But we do that once a week. So all of a sudden there's five show clips every single week. And sometimes I'm like, oh, it's, just, it's just a lot of, it, it doesn't show the range of the things, of the content I'm putting out. So sometimes I'm like, at least if there was a second channel, I can say, look, all your questions are over there. But then even then, all it's going to do surely is just detract from the main page i would have thought yeah i don't know i mean for me the reason i started my second channel um so i've got a tiny channel compared to obviously everyone else but um to pewdiepie who you met today i met pewdiepie today i didn't do <laughs> yeah so obviously i've got a really small channel um i think when i got to five thousand subscribers i felt like i had a pressure yeah and it was like i kind of see my main channel as shelf where i put all my high quality best stuff and then when i when i wanted to start doing like vlogs of um events i was playing out stuff like that i didn't want that to be on there because i didn't want i not that i didn't want people to see it but i just kind of didn't want to make that my main thing right. so i kind of wanted to put that on a different place that was perhaps smaller and i wouldn't have to worry so much about people seeing it um yeah, stuff like that. Like the, the stuff I put on my main channel is what I make sure I promote like so hard, like try and get it to a good view number. Yeah, and so um, this is something you're very, very good at is distributing stuff yeah. um, on Instagram and on YouTube. And I think this is where most musicians fall down. And I think this is where Generation Z is going to win versus versus sort of millennials versus whatever the one before that is, my, my generation, the Star Wars generation, I know what yeah. it is. But effectively... The one thing you are very good at is, is putting the time into the distribution. So you spend a certain amount of time making content, but it doesn't necessarily have to be perfect because you know that there's, there's so much time of how you're going to get it out there. And when I watch you, I find that really fascinating because I'm constantly watching bands spend, in my opinion, too much time releasing something. So the EP takes forever to get ready. Then all of a sudden they've got it. Then it's got to be perfect. Then it goes out and then it just flops like a wet fish. Yeah. And I'm like, well, what's next? And then it's like, mm, start writing the next EP. And it's like, it's almost like it goes up and flops, up and flops. Yeah. And everyone is the same. And the, the audience and the fan base isn't really, really into it enough. And so therefore it goes round and round and round until the band splits up. Yeah. And so, and the momentum is goes a little bit faster. What I like when I watch your stuff is you spend time on how you're actually going to distribute it and using all of the tools to distribute it. So not just other social media platforms and varying styles. So even before this, we were talking about Boomerang or should I do a video or should we do a picture? There's so many creative ways that, that you can start to promote things, yeah. which I think, I think is where musicians fall down. So talk to me a little bit about YouTube uh, and if you're going to put a video of mine out without, you know, there's no secret. It's just distribution. How we're going to get it out? We're gonna we're gonna make a video, and then it's community based. Talking to people, yeah. actually getting people to, and trick triggering the al algorithm is quite important. So you always talk about like the first four. Yeah. So yeah, I I don't know what it is exactly, but I think you just want to get as many views as possible in the quickest time and then it will chart higher in the search engines um, and come up higher. So it's like a race? Yeah, kind of a little bit. So as, soon, as soon as something comes out, it's like we have to prepare ourselves to take a bunch of time and actually start getting views, comments, yep. likes. Engagement, yeah, just engagement. Right. And so 
that that's the bit I, I don't I don't see bands doing. I, I see too many musicians and bands putting stuff out there and going, I'll just leave that there. And then nothing happens. And then they come to me and say, how do I get my music out there? And I'm thinking, what you're mistaking is putting your music out there and getting people to listen to it. Because there's loads of ways to do it. You can pay for it. You can literally pay for influence. You can pay for, um, you can pay for boosts. You know, weirdly enough, I usually say to bands, I would boost an offer rather than just boost, boost a music video. But last night I went on Facebook and a band had a music video, which is right up my street. And it just, the music video started. And I, as I went to scroll past it, I was like, oh, that sounds good, what's that? I ended up watching most of the entire music video. Know, yeah. know what the band's called. All because they put a bit of time and effort into boosting. A little bit of money, but they actually looked at the right demographic because the band was right up my street. So yeah. as soon as it popped up, I was like, what's this? I want to know what this is. So that was smart, as far as I'm concerned. So this is our trial podcast, which we're going to finish in a minute. We're going to put it live. Where, where can people hear about you? Where can they follow you? Uh, yeah, so if you want to follow me, it's uh, youtube.com forward slash Morgan M. James. Uh, my Facebook page is Morgan M. James Music and then Jeff, Morgan M. James on all the platforms. And so we're going to try and do this weekly with a podcast. Mm-hmm. I would really like to find ways that we can include more musicians and more band stuff into what we do because I feel like we give a lot of value with with um, with ideas and strategies and other people's experiences. What I'd really like to do now is I'd like to find a way where we can actually just say, no, I'm even going to promote your music somehow. So this might be the way. But I would love to see some podcasts. I'd love to see some bands doing this because I just feel like a podcast is a really fun thing. It doesn't have to be Joe Rogan three hours. It can be five minutes. Yeah. It can be something really short and snappy. It's just It's just a place that you can put it that people can get to it when they aren't in Facebook land or they aren't in Instagram land. So that's what I want to see. So, so yeah, bands do that. Otherwise, um, thank you very much for this trial. We can all go back to work now. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, cool. I'll see you again soon.